Good morning, and welcome to Overeaters Anonymous, a Vision for You Big Book Study. My name is Lisa H., and I'm a recovered compulsive overeater. Today is Friday, October the 1st, 2021, and this is the 7 a.m. Eastern Time Meeting. Today, we're reading from the big book. We're in the chapter Into Action, and we're on page 87. We'll be reading and commenting on the third paragraph that begins as we go through the day. Today's readers, and thank you for your service, the 12 Steps, Barb W., the 12 Traditions, and at M, our readers of the text are Harlan G., Sam S., and Katie G. Our newcomer greeter is Sylvana G., and our second hour host is Leslie M., and we got everybody in us in, in the nick of time. The reference numbers for yesterday, Thursday, September 30th, 2021, the 7 a.m. Eastern Time Meeting is 17,844. That's 17844. And for the 10 a.m. Eastern Time Meeting, it's 17,846. That's 17846. OA Preamble. Overeaters Anonymous is a fellowship of individuals who, through shared experience, strength, and hope, are recovering from compulsive overeating. We welcome everyone who wants to stop eating compulsively. There are no dues or fees for members. We are self-supporting through our own contributions, neither soliciting nor accepting outside donations. OA is not affiliated with any public or private organization, political movement, ideology, or religious doctrine. We take no position on outside issues. Our primary purpose is to abstain from compulsive eating and compulsive food behaviors and to carry the message of recovery through the 12 steps of OA to those who still suffer. Our sole purpose. OA's fifth tradition states, each group has but one primary purpose, to carry its message to the compulsive overeater who still suffers. At A Vision for You Big Book Study, our message is, that people who suffer from compulsive overeating can recover through abstinence and the practice of the 12 steps and 12 traditions of Overeaters Anonymous. I will now ask Barb W. to please read the 12 steps. Good morning, Barb W. Recovered in Illinois, gratefully. Step one, we admitted we were powerless over food, that our lives had become unmanageable. Two, came to believe that a power greater than ourselves could restore us to sanity. Three, made a decision to turn our will and our lives over to the care of God as we understood him. Four, made a searching and fearless moral inventory of ourselves. Five, admitted to God, to ourselves, and to another human being the exact nature of our wrongs. Six, we're entirely ready to have God remove all these defects of character. Seven, humbly asked him to remove our shortcomings. Eight, made a list of all persons we had harmed and became willing to make amends to them all. Nine, made direct amends to such people wherever possible, except when to do so would injure them or others. Ten, continued to take personal inventory and when we were wrong, promptly admitted it. Eleven, sought through prayer and meditation to improve our conscious contact with God as we understood him, praying only for knowledge of his will for us and the power to carry that out. 12. Having had a spiritual awakening as a result of these steps, we tried to carry this message to compulsive overeaters and to practice these principles in all of our affairs. Thank you for allowing me to do service. Thank you, Barb W. And I'll now ask Annette M. to please read the 12 traditions. 
Hi, this is Annette M. from Toronto. Thank you for letting me do service. Tradition one, our common welfare should come first. Personal recovery depends upon OA unity. Tradition two, for a group purpose, there is but one ultimate authority, a loving God as he may express himself in our group conscience. Our leaders are but trusted servants. They do not govern. Three, the only requirement for OA member membership is a desire to stop eating compulsively. Tradition four, each group should be autonomous except in matters affecting other groups or OA as a whole. Tradition five, each group has but one primary purpose, to carry its message to the um, compulsive overeater who still suffers. Tradition six, an, an overeater group ought never endorse finance or lend the OA name to any related facility or outside enterprise, lest problems of money, property, and prestige divert us from our primary purpose. Seven, every OA group ought to be fully self-supporting, declining outside contributions. Eight, Overeater Anonymous should remain forever non-professional, but our service centers may employ special workers. Nine, Overeater Anonymous as such should never be organized, but we may create service boards or committees directly responsible to those they serve. Ten, Overeater Anonymous has no opinion on outside issues, hence the, the OA name ought never be drawn into public controversy. Eleven, our public relations policy is based on attraction rather than promotion. We need always maintain personal anonymity at the level of press, radio, and films. Twelve, anonymity is a spiritual foundation of all our traditions, ever reminding us to place principles before personalities. Thank you. Thank you, Annette M. How our meeting works. Our meeting focuses on the directions for recovery described in the Big Book of Lisa H., you are muted. Lisa, press star one to unmute your phone, please. Okay, I got muted. So I'm starting back to how our meeting works. Our meeting focuses on the directions for recovery described in the Big Book of Alcoholics Anonymous. We read a paragraph or two from the literature then stop and share on what was read. Anyone can share, but we ask that you keep your sharing to the topic and literature we are discussing and that you keep your share to approximately three minutes. Singleness of purpose reminds us to identify as compulsive overeaters only. Our abstinence requirement for moderators is one year and for readers is six months. There is no abstinence requirement for sharing on topic. This meeting does request that your sharing be directly linked to what was read. We are sharing what the directions in the big book mean to us. To share, press star one to unmute. Once you're done sharing, let us know by saying pass. Then press star one to mute your phone. In order to have a quiet meeting, everyone's phone except the speakers should be muted. Today we resume our study of the big book. We are in the chapter into action on page 87. We'll be reading and commenting on the third paragraph that begins, as we go through the day, we pause. And I'll now ask Harlan G. to please start reading. Thank you very much, Lisa. Thank you for your service. I'm Harlan G. Uh, I'm a compulsive overreader, and I live in Scottsdale, Arizona. 
As we go through the day, we pause when agitated or doubtful and ask for the right thought or action. Harlan, I'm sorry. I'm interrupting you. Harlan, you sound really far away. Is there any adjustment you can make? Yes, I can. Okay. That will probably be better. Is this better? Great. Thank you so much. Okay. Thank you very much. Let's just start again real quickly. As we go through the day, we pause when agitated or doubtful and ask for the right thought or action. We constantly remind ourselves we are no longer running the show, humbly saying to ourselves many times each day, thy will be done. We are then in much less danger of excitement, fear, anger, worry, self-pity, or foolish decisions. We become much more efficient. We do not tire so easily, for we are not burning up energy foolishly as we did when we were trying to arrange life to suit ourselves. I'm, I'm Harlan G., as I said. I'm a recovered compulsive overeater, and I live in Scottsdale, Arizona. And this paragraph calls me back to pages 60 to 63. And in those pages, 60 to 63, I am introduced to an idea that my entire life, I have been trying to run the world. I have been trying to be the captain of planet Earth. And my life was an unmitigated disaster. And in every area of my life, the more I tried to assert my will, the more I tried to assert my dominance, the worse my life got. And I was living in a train wreck and it never occurred to me to stop doing what I was doing and to let something else in like a higher power. That just never occurred to me. My ego wouldn't let that in. But when I look at this paragraph, it reminds me that when I go through the day and I pause when agitated, that to me means I do step 10. I don't just sit there. I do step 10. And when I'm doing step 10 and I realize my selfishness, my dishonesty, my resentment, and my fear, I can say to myself, thy will be done. What's the 10th step prayer? The 10th step prayer is how can I best serve thee? thy will, not mine, be done. And here in step 11, we have that same theme because the best way that the big book teaches is through repetition, thy will be done. There is a God and it's not me. There are two things I need to know about God. There is one and it is not me. And when I think back about my years spent in this disease, I think back not only as a person that was never satisfied when it came to food, never satisfied when it came to attention, never satisfied when it came to anything that I liked, I'm also reminded that this disease is the most exhausting way to live that there is. And in my exhaustion, in my disease, I sought refuge in the effect of the food. And when it says here that we are in much less danger of excitement, fear, anger, worry, self-pity, or foolish decisions, these are exactly the emotions. These are exactly the things that sent me reeling into the food. We become much more efficient. Why am I more efficient? 
because I'm being steered by God, I'm not being steered by my fear. I'm not being steered by my insanities, my defects of character. I'm not so exhausted and I'm not burning up energy foolishly as I did when I was trying to arrange life to suit myself. I don't want my life my way. I want God's will. It's much better. And with that, I will pass. Thank you. Thank you so much, Harlan, for getting us started this morning. Although we value your experience, we ask that you limit your shares to every third day in order that others might share their experience too. So if you've shared on any of the vision, vision meetings on Wednesday or Thursday, if you'll hold back this morning, um, thank you for that. And who would like to share on what was read this morning? Rick J. Rick. Nancy P. Dara L. Nancy. Dara. Sam. Charles H. Sam. Reva P. Charles. Reva. Reggie O. Ginger C. Okay, Reggie O. C. I'm going to stop. Okay, Devara, that's the last one. <laughs> All right. Um, you might have to remind me of the first initial of your last name, but this is a fabulous lineup. So I have Rick J, Nancy P, Dara L, Sam S, Charles H, Reva P, Reggie O, Ginger C, and is that right? Ginger C and Deborah. I can't read my own writing. S. Okay. Rick J, please share with us. Good morning, Lisa. Good morning, everyone. My name's Rick J. Uh, I am a compulsive overeater from Cary, North Carolina, and uh, I am recovered but not cured, as my dear friend says, and uh, yeah, that's part of that, uh, you know, the uh, the recovered part is that, you know, I uh, am recovered from a seemingly hopeless condition of, of mind and body, and the self-will, you know, that uh, that incredible self-will that's um, that juggernaut, you know, that's running me, uh, that's me you know, left unattended, living in this self-centered world of first thoughts and old ideas. And I've got a lot of, you know, I've got a lot of old ideas that present themselves as first thoughts. You know, and as I'm going through this spiritual process, the spiritual awakening, you know, I'm I'm connecting to this power that's solving my problem. And I've we've gone through the steps. And, you know, we're, we're looking at ourselves continuously in this inventory process. And now we're connecting that to where we're strengthening, not just improving the conscious contact with God as we understand him, but we're strengthening the connection we have. And uh, for me, this pause, you know, it is the, for me, it's like the first responder, you know, it's, it's that uh, spiritual triage that I'm, I'm looking at, you know, as soon as the nurse is on emotional disturbance, you know, um, and I look at it and I love this analogy for me because I need extremes, but I look at it as, you know, is pausing his brakes and I'm out on my motorcycle and I'm flying down this country road and I look up and I see a railroad crossing and, you know, all of a sudden, you know, that bell starts ringing, the red lights are flashing, the gates coming down and in the distance, there's that train whistle and that train whistle is, is my self will. And, you know, sometimes, you know, I, when I can pause and I put on the brakes and I'm safe, safely waiting there, you know, with God, waiting for that train to pass, you know, that's me pausing and connecting with God, and that's me praying for the next right thought or action. 
you know. And sometimes, though, my brakes just don't work. I try. I try really hard. My brakes don't work, and I crash through that barrier and get nailed by that train and myself will. And sometimes, though, and this is the scary one for me, is I'll try to outrun the train. You know, I'll just try to outrun it, and I don't quite make it. So for me, it's it's all about strengthening that connection, and it's doing the same things over and over again. And when I'm sitting in, in a pause where God is, God is in this pause with me, then I am looking at my second thought and my new idea, you know, for the inspiration for that. And that's why we do this. And that's where I still struggle to to continue to pause more and more and more. Um, that's my spiritual progress that I'll claim, though, is that I am I am pausing more. But there's still some things that will get me, and I'm time. You know, I'm uh, in in the amends process, but in the pause is where I like to be with God, and that's where the problem can be removed, and I feel safe and protected, and then keep going with that. I pass. Thank you, Rick J. And Nancy P., you're up, followed by Dara L. Hi, good morning. Nancy P. from West Newton, Massachusetts. Can I be heard? You can. Thank you. Oh, sorry. I seem to always be having trouble um, with the mute. Um, Yeah, Nancy P. recovered in West Newton, Massachusetts. So, you know, at this point, this is basically the end of step 11, almost the end. I mean, with Vision for You, it takes a long time to go through every single paragraph, but this is basically the end of step 11. And, you know, nothing previous to this, nothing for me happened in real time. The only thing that I did when it said to do it, that happened when it said that it would happen was I wrote step four because it says we write it down and put it on paper and get it down on paper. And then in step five, when we pocket our pride and we go to it. So I did those two things when the book said everything else was sort of all mixed up together until I got finished with step 11. And I found that, um, in fact, I had, (laughs) unbelievably to me, still, even still four years later, unbelievably to me, I find that I have, in fact, had a spiritual awakening um, and, you know, I'm able to help others. And and that's the, the magic of the program. And, you know, the reason that I found that I discovered that I had completed this and and done all that is because the promises all came true for me. I realized in fact that I was not so excited, so frightened, so angry, so worried, so steeped in self pity or making foolish decisions. That was my proof, but that's proof. But in fact, that's a promise because why would I want to live like that? Somebody else was talking about being exhausted. Harlan was talking about being exhausted, whatever it is. Someone's talking about being exhausted from trying to do this work all by myself all the time. And I was tired. I was. And I'm not so tired anymore. I'm not so so exhausted, so run down, so, you know, <clears throat> excuse me, so um, so needy of, of support. And, um, you know, I don't have to check in with my higher power. I don't even like that word. I don't have to check in with my buddy. You know, I, I'm with my buddy all day long and you know I don't I didn't have a white light experience every breath I take is one of light and um and I feel like it was the most amazing thing and I continue to do that every single day without fail and without being bored or tired of it or ever not wanting to do it I'm it's the most amazing thing in my life that I do every single day and you know 
whatever I, I don't really ask for anything. I say what I'm, what I'm feeling. I'm hurting. I'm happy. I'm sad. And I don't need to have it taken away. I know that it's going to be dealt with appropriately. If I have to live with it, then I live with it. I don't worry about that anymore. And, um, and I don't try to get away from my feelings because I don't ask for the right feeling. I ask for the right thought or action. I don't ask for the right emotion. And my emotions no longer own me. And to me, that's what the promises, you know, that's the reality of the promises is that I'm not owned by my emotions. They, they coexist within me, among themselves and with me. And I live my life in a way that I think is the way that, um, the way that I can be the most used to other people. Um, and, you know, the next paragraph, I don't want to give away the plot, but it's true. Hi. It works. It really does. And with that, I'll pass. Thank you, Nancy P. And Dara L., you're up, followed by Sam S. Oh, great. Thanks so much. I'm Dara L. I'm a recovered compulsive overeater in Philadelphia. And um, this paragraph makes me think about how I always thought in my active addiction, and I still uh, can fall prey to this today, but I always think, you know, that the answer to my inner disturbance is to fix everything outside of me. Um, And as was mentioned, that's an exhausting and a very disempowering way to live because I'm I'm not in control of everything, control of, you know, what I do and and what I think. And and so, you know, this effort to live life by micromanaging and, um, you know, and, and trying to, but like beat other people down and beat them into submission and get everything my way, which even if I got my way, I was never happy, you know, like just that way of life is painful. It's exhausting. It's alienating. You know, it separates me from myself, from my values, from whatever power I believe in. Um, and certainly from other people. And, you know, I often think that program and and a relationship with God, it's a lot of work, but it is the easier, softer way is my experience. You know, like, it's amazing to have this way of life where I know that no matter what the external circumstances, there is a way for me to be at peace um, within myself and to be empowered um, with my hand in the hand of God's. And and I love that this... um, Big book constantly, constantly, constantly reminds me uh, of of step three, you know. And for me, you know, I, I I know a lot of people will say that you know step one is the step that everyone goes out on. I I I've had an experience of step step three for me is not practicing that step. It's the step where um you know I am I become unable to tolerate the pain of being who I am and um. So, yeah, I love that this this is that reminder and that, you know, when I get out of sorts or when I get disconnected from my ability to live according to my values, I have a step 10 practice that reconnects me with God day in and day out, you know, moment by moment, one breath at a time. And um and it's really cool. And it's always surprising. I, I just have to say, like, I'm always surprised. I'll get so bent out of shape. I'll call someone with the 10th step and I'm like, listen to this, you know, and I share it. And by the end of it, we're laughing. You know, I feel I feel like a jolt of God consciousness. I mean, I don't even know. I don't even know how that works. And then I get to give it away. So I think this program really is a design 
for living and, and a design for me to figure out a way to finally get what I wanted all those years, which is, you know, I, I just wanted to be okay on the inside, but I thought fixing everything outside would give me that. And, and I've learned that that's not the case. You know, I can be inside today regardless of what's happening um, outside and I'll pass and thanks so much. Thank you, Dara L. And Sam S., you're up, followed by Charles H. Thank you, Lisa. Thanks for leading. My name is Sam S. I'm a recovered compulsive eater. Um, so I was reading the paragraph and I noticed that it says danger of excitement. And I, I mean, I know how dangerous fear, anger, worry, self-pity and foolish decisions are. That's all over the place. But uh, danger of excitement really threw me off. And when I was thinking about it, I realized when I'm excited about something, I'm usually headed way into the future. I've created a story of how it's going to work and like my self-reliance muscle kicks in. And when I'm in the future, um, I, there is no God for me. There's no presence. There's no now. Um, I've just, I've completely made a little plan and design, which I have no idea if that's actually going to happen. Um, that actually uh, happened to me. I was, uh, you know, looking at a, at a list of um, of classes and I immediately went into, you know, writing my resume and going on interviews for new jobs and all these things. And, you know, I haven't even, <laughs> I haven't even taken the classes yet. Like I always go in the future and, um, and there's just, there's no, um, there's no spiritual presence of, of that. And, um, it just really threw me for a loop that, I mean, I can, I can certainly be, um, I can be happy and I can be content, but I really have to watch for that, you know, frenetic energy of being in the future um, as well as in the past. And I don't know if that's helpful for anybody, but I definitely burn up energy foolishly trying to figure out how things are going to go and, you know, I used to label it as being proactive, and I thought that that was really good. But really, what I was doing was um, trying to play God and assuming that I knew what everybody was doing. Um, and um, really, really interesting to see how many times I'm in resentment because of an expectation of how I think things should have gone. Um, so just really happy to be here, happy that we have a solution. Um, your abstinence and working these steps. Thank you, God. With that, I pass. Thank you, Sam S. And Charles H., you're up, followed by Reva P. Thank you very much, moderator. Charles H., a recovered compulsive overeater. And, you know, like through the process of recovering and being recovered, uh, you know, at 12.01 a.m., I always turn into a pumpkin, and um, I can revert and reinvent myself in a, in a new day. So, I just want to tell myself, I felt like Andre the Giant, you know, um, even on this line when I hear people say, can you hear me? And I used to say cynical shit like, yeah, every day. And, you know, stupid shit like that. And, like, you know, um, like, <laughs> like I love – so I'll give you an analogy. Um, Tim Duncan, you know, I used to try to be like Michael Jordan of recovery, trying to be flashy and, and, and to get to the Hall of Fame, right, trying to be the most popular kid in a mental illness program. No, no disrespect, but it's just real. So Tim Duncan, that guy has no emotion, and he's a Hall of Famer. He's an MVP Hall of Famer. He wasn't flashy. He, he, he wasn't trying to run the show. He was in the framework of the team, right? And it, it, it's just so amazing. Like, he is such a leader in my life. Like, 
you know, to me, Michael Jordan is a great player, but his attitude is not what what I would like to be around. You know, and, and, and I can look at myself outside of myself, trying to run the show, being tired and beaten up, thinking about what other people are thinking about me, um, and, and thinking about what other people are saying and trying to practice what I'm going to say. I'm not being efficient like that. Even this, this morning, I went to work and there was a, 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 a um, co-worker that he don't talk to nobody, and we, I gossiped about him. And then, so another quick example is, you know, I wanted to start an ebony meeting, which I did, but then I realized that I was breaking tradition and I was unhappy, so I just, I left. And sometimes, it, I, it reminds me of Jesus. I, he, he touched one and left. You know, I planted a seed and, and I left. Just one time, you know, he broke traditions. People was he was trying to be the star of the show, and he burned out. So, I, Tim Duncan, I love you, and I and, and I wish to be like you more, so I could be more efficient, not run the show, and still get to the Hall of Fame. So with that, I pass. Thank you. Thank you, Charles H. and Reva P. You're up, followed by Reggie O. Good morning. Hi, Lisa. Thank you for your service. This is Reva P., grateful, recovered, compulsive overeater in Toronto. I heard a speaker say something recently, and it really struck me. And it's, you know, it's really easy to pause, except when I'm agitated. Um, So this really sounds easy, um, but I can remember when I first came into program and I read this step, and I knew I had to do some prayer. I think I prayed for two minutes, put the book back in the drawer. um, And I knew I had to do my cleanup at night. But you know what, all through the day, I was self-will run riot. I was pages 60 to 63. And I was exhausted. And it was really hard to pause when agitated, not if, but when, not when I'm spiritually in, you know, la la land, but when I'm really upset, when I'm on a roll, when I'm starting to spin, This is about stop, stop. And it's the grace of God that gives me the awareness over time after doing it the other way and spinning myself into exhaustion, um, I learn to just stop. And when I need to stop, a lot of times I too um, need to do a step 10 if I'm agitated, doubtful, fearful, resentful, and in general, any disturbance any disturbance. I can just be a little bit niggly and I need to stop. And a lot of the time I need to do a step 10 because if I'm blocked, when I ask, I don't get inspiration. I don't get the answer because I'm blocked. So if I need to unblock, that's what I need to do. Then I can ask and then I can know the right answer, the right thought or the right action. Um, And I love um, this business of... um, not trying to arrange life to suit myself. And when I'm using the word trying, I'm trying to pause, I'm trying to let go, I'm in self-will. For me, it's about allowing, allowing God, not trying so hard. And I also heard somebody share the analogy, you know, it's like if I'm in the sailboat and I'm constantly maneuvering things, going against the wind. That's what it's like all day long when I'm not in thy will be done. I'm against the wind and it's exhausting and my muscles are getting tired. And it's about maneuvering my sail so I'm in alignment and I'm in the flow. 
and it's a constant back and forth, and I never do this perfectly. And that's why I humbly say, okay, I'll go your way because it's way easier and it's always way better. And with that, I pass. Thank you, Reva P. And Reggie O, you're, you're up, followed by Ginger C. Hey, good morning, Lisa. Thanks so much for your service this morning. Uh, my name is Reggie O, gratefully recovered in Bernie, Texas this morning. And, um, you know, this, I, it, 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 it pause when I go through the day when agitated or doubtful. Uh, okay, that means that, uh, that means that I'm running the show, you know, and I, this made me think of step three, you know, for in the, the position that we take to get those beautiful step three promises is we had to quit playing God. God has to be the director. God has to run the show. So anytime I'm agitated or doubtful, if I pay attention, I'm actually playing God. I'm, I'm not in right position here. There's something going on. And it also uh, made me think of a, a sponsor I had oh some years ago in another program who said, there's only one place that we find God, and that's now. It's in the present moment. And that's another thing I'm reminded of, you know, is that if I'm agitated, doubtful, I'm not here. I'm not here right now. And this is the only place that I can. And I get that. This is the only place that I can hear God. It's the only place that I can be aligned. And, and it just, it reminded me of a lot of things. And the other thing is like the, the music of life. And I can't remember who it was, but some great uh, composer, I can't remember which one it was, but says that the music occurs in the space between the notes. So I have to have space in my life. I, you know, I have to create space in my life. And this is helping me to create space so that I get back on track. I remember my position and it's not God. It's being, uh, it's playing the role that God has assigned me to play. So what's, what's that going to look like in the next moment and the next moment? And I'm very, it was also, uh, amused that when I was right, I write every morning and I attempt to write with God. And uh, this morning, my writing was quite different and it was slower and more peaceful. And there was space in between, you know, so often when I write so many things are coming through, I just write very quickly wanting to get everything down. You know, I think there's some lack of trust there. And uh, so this, I, I, I'm not going to go back and read what I wrote and how different it was because there was just a lot of space in my writing this morning. And I had an incredibly peaceful morning this morning, sleeping late. I woke up at 3. I've been waking up at 2.15 in the morning. And I, you know, it's just been a peaceful, quiet morning. Uh, and I've been right here right now. And boy, you know, it's, it's okay. <laughs> it's a good place to be. So I will pass with that. And thanks. Thank you, Reggie O. And Ginger C., you're up, followed by Devorah S. Hi, good morning, and happy Friday, everyone. Um, thanks, everyone, for doing service. And just, I am Ginger C., a real compulsive overeater in Colorado. And a big shout out and welcome to anyone who's new on the line this morning, new to OA, struggling in the food. Um, and wanting a solution because you found probably one of the best meetings I've ever seen in 30 years of recovery. And also for anyone who's relapsing, who just thinks that it's never going to end and the nightmare is going to continue, don't give up. 
But Harlan G, oh my God, I am just sending you the biggest hug. I love you so much and what a beautiful beginning. And you just have given so much to this room for recovery. It was my beginning back in Virginia Beach and you often tell us three words. Oh, I wonder what they are. Recover, recover, recover. And I want to add to those three words, continue, continue, continue. And that's what you do. You continue. You don't stop. And somebody said, we're pumpkins. Right. I wake up every morning untreated. I do not have this thing. I feel like I have this thing less and less as I go on. I am so untreated and without any power, I am screwed. And it became real evident when I had that ginger ale and that first sip of sugar and went into the land of hell. Unbeknownst to me, thought, no way, I've gone through vision 164, I got this, I'm good. And it's sneaky and it's sly and it's subtle and it bites you and then it has you and it's grit. And it's only grace if you get back out. It's only grace. So I'm so grateful to be back out and faith without works is dead. And that is part of one thing that I did see with this relapse because I've looked at it very deeply. What the hell happened? I don't ever want to go back again. And one thing that definitely happened is I was doing a little Joe and Charlie cafeteria style. I didn't like exercise. I would work out when I wanted to, when it was convenient, when I thought it was okay. Take the dog for a little walk, but that was about it. And it's a daily discipline. This is daily. This is seven days a week, 365 a year. You don't take a day off. And Mark Houston is an AA speaker. He's no longer here, but they recorded the man. Thank you, God. Because his message is all about this. It is daily. And he said, if you set your alarm, you wake up at that time every morning, your feet hit the floor and you get going. And we look to see where religious people are right. The monks never miss their vigils. They're there in that chapel and praying every day at that set a time. And, and it's like, what choice do I have? If I don't have God again between me and the food, it will happen. And it does, I don't, I'm blindsided. I don't even see how far disconnected. I can talk a great God talk. Where's your walk? Where's your walk with God? What are you doing today for God? And not only now on this liner of these morning vigils, but throughout those minutes and those seconds. Because I don't like pause. I have to stop and drop and check in before I check out back to ginger and self-reliance. Because I'm all about me. And it's not overnight. It continues until my last breath. I'm selfish and I'm self-centered. And with that, I pass. Thank you, Ginger C. And Devorah S., you're up. Hey, good morning, everyone. Good to hear you all. My name is Devorah S., and I'm a recovered compulsive overeater from New Jersey. And thank you, everyone, who makes this possible. So as we go through the day, we pause. You know, I can't wait till I go through the day. I have to do this right away. As soon as I wake up in the morning, I need to take a pause because, you know, my life always ran on self-will run right. I get up in the morning, my feet would touch the ground, and I would be off and running. Get out of my way because I have an agenda and I know what I need to do and don't be in my way because you're going to spoil my plan. So I wake up in the morning and... I really, I, my time to get reacquainted, 
establish my relationship with my higher power because something happens in the middle of the night. I, I forget. I forget. No matter how much work I've done the night before, you know, I, I could forget. So I need to, you know, say my prayers, sit and, and bring God into my life and ask him what his will is for me today. And, um, and then I can go through the day, um, you know, and things come up. You know, and sometimes things come up, and I, I think that, you know, God is giving me these messages to say, oh, it's time to take a pause, time to reconnect with me. Reconnect with me. Like the other day, I don't know, I was, everything was fumbling out of my hands, this spill, this drop, this whatever. Everything was just like little things were like just going on. And I said, okay, God, what is it that you want from me? Let me just take a pause and say, thy will be done. Um, because, you know, I could forget. I'm a human being. I could get into that self-will run riot. But then God sends me messages. And thank you, God, I have the awarenesses today to, to act on that. And, you know, things come up throughout the day. And that's why we have these steps. That's why I can call a fellow member and take that pause and, and connect with another person and talk about it and, and see what's going on and, and have, make that connection again, um, you know, throughout the day. Um, but, you know, we talk about the three big words, you know, recover, 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 and, and continue, continue, and continue. And I say surrender, 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 because that's for me where it starts from, you know, putting down the food, getting a higher power, relying on that higher power, surrendering throughout the day, all day long. Remember that, you know, there is a God, and it's not me, as Harlan put it, and, you know, this is what, that, that's my job in this world today, just to keep focus and keep looking to see what is it that God wants for me today. And I know for, for something very, very simple is to be of service for other people, get out of myself, to see how I can help another person. Um, that, I, I believe, is a form of surrender where I'm not just thinking about me and my agenda, but how can I help another person and be of service to them. And, 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 and being patient, tolerant, loving, and kind to other people, all falls under that umbrella. So, so grateful that I have a recipe over here, a way of living, um, and, um, and it works and it really does. And with that, I'll pass. Thank you so much. Thank you, Devorah F. Um, so this morning we, are, we have read page uh, 87, the third paragraph that begins as we go through the day we pause. And who else would like to share on that reading? Larry, Larry K. Claire E. from UK. Um, okay, I heard, I heard Larry K. and Claire, but there was somebody in between. Margaret D. Margaret D. Okay. Leia F. Leia F. All right. Um, let's just go with those, and we'll see where we, where we come to. Larry K., Margaret D., Claire E., and Leia F. Um, Larry, please share with us. Larry, we can't hear you. How about now? There we go. Ah, there we go. Good Good morning. Good morning. You know, my mom, when we were playing ball in the house as kids, me and my brothers, she used to say, you know, it's all fun and games until someone loses an eye. You know, uh, I look back at some of those things. You know, yesterday wasn't a great day. Um, it wasn't a great day. 
you know, I, I was talking to my mom and in tears, you know, she's been having some struggles and so forth and uh, you know, kind of tearful. How you doing, mom? You know, I hate to say it, Larry, but I, I can't walk. Now, I mentioned that to you because um, and that wasn't the only bit of news yesterday, but I mentioned that to you because, you know, what I don't live in fear anymore today. You know, what, what God has me, where God has me today is, uh, is just a service orientation and um, also taking care of myself, certainly, with recovery. But I just intuitively know where to go. You know, I'm going to be over there, and uh, we're going we're gonna to take it one step at a time, just like program, right? That's what we do. That's how we roll. Yeah, yesterday, <laughs> someone lost an eye, so to speak, right? And then my brother, who lives about a mile away from my mom, has you know, really been instrumental, helpful. I live quite a distance, but um, he, his pal, his pal, his dog, his daily pal um, uh, died yesterday. He had to, he had to put uh, Doja down, and uh, that's really sad. So he's, he's not in the best state. Next up, right? So I, you know, so I'm I'm going to be there today. I I don't know what the weekend's going to look like. I don't know what the coming days are going to look like. But God does. God knows. I don't live in fear. You know, there's less danger of excitement, fear, anger, worry, self pity, foolish decisions. So I just say, God, show me. Show me. Give me the power. Give me the power. What, what's your will for me today, God? You know, and show me. And that's it. That's what I do. That's what we do, right? That's why I love this program. That's why this program is not something I do. It's who I am, period. You know, it's a, it's a beautiful program in good times and bad times. It's still here. So anyways, with that, I pass. Thanks so much. Thank you, Larry Kay. And Margaret D., you're up, followed by Claire E. Thank you. Good morning. This is Margaret D., and I'm a recovered compulsive eater in Georgia. And um, along the theme of the three words, how the psychic change has worked in me is I don't do either one of those, whether it's recover or surrender. Because of the psychic change, I offer. Um, and all day long, I offer myself um, and I, I don't ask God to do anything for me. Um, basically, what I do is, okay, God, here I am. You know, it's like, um, I, I don't, I guess it, I don't really know how to say this. Uh, there's like, d- Margaret doesn't really, the ego doesn't really get in there very much as far as I need to do this, I need to ask God, I need to do that, you know, I need to tell somebody, whatever it's like, I offer myself. And people will come up to me and say, can you help me do this or can you do this? Or um, I work at one of the big box stores and I my big job is, which I love, is to water the flowers and people all day will come up and say, you know, can you show me where this is? Okay, here we go. Can you show me where that is? Okay. Can you get me a buggy? I can do that. Can you, whatever, you know, can you tell me when this is going on sale? I can do that. And so there's not, 
I hope this is making sense to somebody. It's like I am now the hole in the donut, and it's such a, oh, excuse the analogy. It's such a safe and protected place, and I'm not in any danger of excitement, fear, anger, worry, because I, I truly, 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 I, I'm like a, a spoke in the wheel. I'm not the wheel anymore. I'm just one of the supporting cast, so to speak. And I love it. It's so peaceful. Um, I am experiencing so much joy on a daily basis from just doing such simple things. The other day I made a, a water puddle so a four-year-old could jump up and down in it and his mom was there and she was just like they were so happy and I thought this is amazing being of service to God and to other people Um, it's so much fun and so I'm so grateful for everybody that's come before me for the people that are coming behind me and for everybody here, and with and especially my higher power, and with that I pass. Thank you, Margaret D. And Claire E. You're follow. Uh, you're up. Followed followed by Leah S. Thank you so much. My name's Claire E. I'm a recovered compulsive eater in the UK, and um, this is a real time for me today because I tried to unmute on the first round because I'm really fired up today, and I've got some really lovely stuff I've listened to and I want to share. And I couldn't get the unmute button to work. So I was getting agitated and it just made me laugh, the irony of it. Um, so I did what it said. I paused and I went, you know what, God, your will be done, not mine. And um, if I'm supposed to share today, that's great. And if I'm not, then I'm supposed to listen. And um, yeah, so it just made me chuckle a little bit to myself that, you know, my higher power teaches me all the time. And um, I love the word constantly here. I've got it outlined in my book. You know, we constantly remind ourselves, here's the challenge in recovery constantly you know we pause you know the recovery for me is 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 in that pause is in constantly remembering this and actually I pray for this in the morning when I do my morning stuff I pray to remember to constantly ask throughout the day um for the next right thought or action um and to pause and to pause because as has been shared pausing sometimes when agitated is really hard and um you know, it's a real mark of recovery now that I can, in the middle of an argument, not that I have too many, thank God, because of recovery, but I can now say, you know what, this isn't a good time to discuss this, let's just let's just take a pause. And, um, you know, for me, that's a miracle, because I couldn't do that before I was right in there. Um, so that's brilliant. What I wanted to share was something I heard today, which is just, um, I don't know if I'm going to give it any justice to what I, to what I heard, but... I was listening to something which talks about all of our subconscious processes and how about we've got about 11 million subconscious processes going on to about 40 verbal conscious um, processes. And um, when I heard that, I just thought, well, there you go. This is just you know, my little verbal <laughs> consciousness. It's just no match. It's no match against the agitation, the excitement, the, the fear, the worry there anger you know if I think I'm going to think my way out of that I'm sorely mistaken and you know I need power greater than me in order to really um be present with that and when you're talking about these 11 million processes that our minds and our bodies do every every moment you know to process what's going on around us and um and the world we live in the environment you know faces we recognize all this sort of stuff 
and it's it's all very now it's absolutely now and and, and it's been shared as well I, I really penny dropped for me that my thinking is always sometime in the future or sometime in the past by and large um, and what I need to be is right now because God is here now and I need God now in order to um, you know, be present and be present and be able to um, yeah just live and, and connect um, on, a, on a moment-to-moment basis I didn't do that justice at all it's far better when I heard it from someone else <laughs> but I tried to share it and you know what these days um, I love my enthusiasm for the program and theos it's a word that's come up in this in this chapter and it means God within and I just when I bubble over with enthusiasm for this program it's just a marker of how this works for me and um, don't think about food anymore you know it's a miracle and if you're new or yet to find the recovery you seek, then just keep at it. Um, it's so worth it in the end. And I'll pass the back. Thank you, Claire E. And Leah S., you'll be our last chair this morning. Thank you so much. Good morning, everyone. It is so good to be back online. My name is Leah S., and I'm a recovered and grateful compulsive overeater. Um, what a beautiful premise. Uh we become much more efficient. We do not tire so easily, for we are not burning up energy foolishly. Oh, my goodness. You know, when I have a clash of opinion, you know, it, it doesn't even matter if I, if I do my meditation in the morning or if I, if I, you know, like I sort of say, okay, today I'm not going to get into a disagreement with this one or that one. And um, even though my, my opinion is different, you know, and, um, and, 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 and whatever is going to happen is just going to happen, you know. And, and, and you know those times when you're in situations where, you know, you, you just don't know what to do. You really don't know what to do. What, what a beautiful promise that I'm going to become more efficient. I'm going to know intuitively. Um, this, this book is such a lifesaver because, because I gotta do these steps. I gotta do them. I can't live without them. And uh, I am who I am. You know, I got my own feelings. I got my own uh, emotions. And, and somehow things just work out. They just work out when you honestly feel that you're not in control, but you do want the best. But you do want the best. That's when you become whoever you become. And that's what God wants you to be. Not, uh, you know, who knows what and, 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 and say who knows when or, or, or be or, 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 you know, maneuver. No, no, no. It just uh, it is all everything that I heard this morning, letting it go and just, and just you know, um, praying for the best and praying to be efficient and praying not to tire from all these stupid um, clashing of opinions in my mind because, yeah, okay. So I think I got it. Anyway, thank you very much for letting me share. I pass. Thank you, Leah S., and thank you to everyone who shared this morning. Please join us for a second unrecorded hour of study immediately following closing. The share ID for today, Friday, October 1st, 2021, 
7 a.m. Eastern Time meeting is 17,850. That's 17850. We will now close with the reading from the big book on page 164, followed by the Serenity Prayer. And Sam S., will you please read A Vision for You? Our book is meant to be suggestive only. Sure, thank you um, very much. Um, just want to make sure I'm... Ooh. Oh my goodness, I'm so sorry. <laughs> Our book is meant to be suggestive only. We realize we know only a little. God will constantly disclose more to you and to us. Ask him in your morning meditation what you can do each day for the man who is still sick. The answers will come if your own house is in order. So obviously you cannot transmit something you haven't got. See to it that your relationship with him is right and great events will come to pass for you and countless others. This is a great fact for us. Abandon yourself to God as you understand God. Admit your faults to him and to your fellows. Clear away the wreckage of your past. Give freely of what you find and join us. We shall be with you in the fellowship of the Spirit, and you will surely meet some of us as you trudge the road of happy destiny. May God bless you and keep you until then.